Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we're trying to find some balance in this world full of extremes. All right, let's get into the episode. So today I'm finally going to do a review of Max Lugavere's podcast. I've been saying it for a long time, and I finally got through an episode. And so I will be reviewing that very soon. First, just a little update on my Whole Foods journey that I've been on for the past now, let's see, week and two days. Uh, so I knew the weekend would be the challenge and cause as we know, I like to just stuff myself full of sweets and things I don't normally let myself have during the week, uh, on the weekends, but who, who's kidding who? Like I, that ends up going into the week and, and, and so I knew though that I would struggle and crave sweets and crave deliciousness on the weekend. So what I did do is I kept myself very busy. I successfully made it through the weekend. I was very proud of myself. Uh, and, and I did find ways to treat myself uh, that were whole foods still. So like Friday night, I ended up going to like I did a, a long red light and then red sauna therapy session. And then I picked up Flower Child, which I love. So, you know, I had a lot of, you know, just whole foods, but good tasting Flower Child food. And then, uh, and then Saturday, let's see, Saturday I did do, I mean, Saturday we went up to this art thing and uh, we, I did end up getting that. And I was worried about that too, because I knew we were going to a brewery. I didn't want to drink beer. So I did do just like a clear vodka with soda water. And then I did chicken wings that had no breading on them. And what else did I eat? I had a little salad and then some fries that other people picked on too. Wait, did I, did I do that this past weekend? I can't, I'm I'm literally losing track of the weekends. I thought that I thought that that was this past weekend. Um, and then, and then Sunday I ended up, um, sorry, I'm a little bit distracted right now, but, um, Sunday I ended up, okay. So I, and I posted all this on my Instagram. I treated myself to nectar. So I had an acai bowl from nectar and it was just so good. Like the blueberries were really crisp and the strawberries were tart and the bananas were sweet. And it was so fresh. And the granola, I mean, granted, I wish there was more granola because um, I was trying to figure out like, what can I treat myself with that's a whole food and not, I'm not going to feel bad about myself or not necessarily bad about myself, but I committed to doing whole foods. So I just, I, I didn't want to let myself down. <laughs> you know, I wanted to make it through the weekend. And so, uh, you know, so I, I was going to get some banana chips, but then I realized that banana chips without a ton of sugar on them are gross. And so I did do the acai bowl and then I went and got some Thai food. I got uh, this fried rice and uh, had lots of vegetables and shrimp in it. And then I got um, some chicken skewers on the side that weren't breaded. It was like chicken satay. So that was really good. I mean, you know, not light food. I mean, some of it was was like lots of oils and, and of course, like the acai bowl had a lot of natural sugars. But that's, I'm, I'm not like necessarily trying to lose weight. I just wanted to get back in control of binging on dessert after dessert after dessert and making myself sick. And I did, I, I definitely had a lot of cravings. Uh, but what I thought about was just, just how I would feel if I like went and bought something that was indulgent and, you know, didn't stick to the plan that I had just to kind of take a break. And so I, and I also just know myself, like when I think about losing control and, and binging and getting sick again, I'm like, no, I don't want to do that again. So, so I was able to stick to, stick to whole foods over the weekend and, and treated myself and del- ate delicious food. And, you know, I, I did, I felt really good. I worked out a lot and, you know, when I'm, when I'm not, 
allowing myself to have a lot of indulgent processed foods. I work out more. I'm more active. I get so much done because on the other side, I might just like lay around in bed on Sunday and just be like a sloth, just, you know, binge on processed food. And that's, you know, that's that's a, a, a lazy day. And, you know, those are nice occasionally, but and obviously I don't have kids. So, you know, for those of you that have kids out there, you're probably like, F you. Um, but, you know, I, I do like those days every once in a while, but too many of those days and it's like you get depressed, you gain weight, you feel gross. And so, you know, having had that the weekend before and then having a really good active Whole Foods weekend, definitely feeling, you know, back on track. And so, so this week I did have half of that protein bagel yesterday because I wanted an egg and I didn't just want to eat the egg. And so I ended up having that last night. So I'm not trying to be like absolutely perfect. I just, I don't, I, I definitely do want to cut out the processed sugar and I want to stick to basically as many whole foods as I possibly can. And so I, I do have a plan to stick with that this week. And I am going to be traveling soon, which is going to be very challenging. So we'll, we'll, we'll get there. But, um, so yeah, so let's talk about the Max Lugavere podcast. Now, Max, I, I did recognize as I started listening to this podcast, I do realize the reason that I haven't made it through one of his podcasts yet, as far as getting through it to review it. I have li- listened to some of his podcasts and I do enjoy his content. He's a really smart guy. Um, I believe he's a food science journalist. And so he's very knowledgeable, very knowledgeable about food science and and body chemistry and how things break down in, in the body. And so, you know, he's definitely someone that you can learn a lot from if you have time to look up all the fancy words he uses. <laughs> so, you know, and I'm... I've been, you know, as I do done these reviews, I'm like super anal. I'm like, I want to get every single word they say and I want to get it right. And I don't want to misconstrue what they're saying. And, and what, what, for him, it's like, oh my God, I have to like rewind it and rewind it and rewind it and look it up and make it's because it, it's so, some of the stuff he talks about is so complicated and so deep, you know, very science-based. And so what I realized is to get through this podcast, I just have to not worry about taking down every single word just get the general sense of what he's saying and put it into my own words and you know if if whoever is out there wants to go and get all the specifics go by all means go listen to his podcast it's a very entertaining podcast and um and so so he had on uh this was a topic that interested me um he had on the Sal Di Stefano and um, let me see, the, his podcast is actually, I think it's called the Genius Podcast because he, he wrote this book called Genius Foods. And um, let me see, Max Lugavere, it's the Genius Life Podcast. Okay, that's the name of, of Max's podcast. And so he had on this guy, Sal Stefano. And Sal is personal trainer, entrepreneur, started in the fitness industry at 19, so super young, and owned gym, owned his first gym at 22. And, and since then, you know, I think he owns a lot of gyms now and probably does other things. And so they, the topic of this was seven biggest diet and weight loss myths. Now, as I go, I think I only logged down four of them. So I don't know if I missed something or whether they didn't highlight it very specifically, but whatever, I'm not trying to be perfect here. So I'm going to talk about the ones that I actually caught on and I thought that they were really good. Um, so he wanted to have, they have a good relationship, Max and Sal, they've, you know, Sal looks to Max for food knowledge and, and Max looks to Sal for fitness knowledge and, you know, about strength training and, um, you know, as I listened to their pot to this podcast, I was definitely brought back to my early days of working in the fitness world and being around trainers and, you know, drinking their creatine and, you know, getting their max pump. And, you know, my, it was brought back to like my ex-husband and how excited he'd get and he'd geek out on all this, you know, this fitness knowledge. So, uh, you know, and I, and I, and I enjoy people like that. I mean, it's definitely its own world to, you know, that, that, that 
level of passion. I mean, I definitely have a passion for fitness, but not to that extent. That's why I never, I thought about getting certified to be a trainer and I thought about getting certified for Pilates, but when it got down to it, I'm just not, I'm not as obsessed with the fitness world like that. And I I just get bored. I'd rather talk about it high level and leave, you know, leave Sal to, to, to manage the gyms and, and do all that. So, so anyway, um, so they started out, the wanted to talk about Sal wanted to, he's like, there's a lot of myths out there, but he's like, um, so anyway, I, I just want to make one more point as I was saying that, that, you know, I'm obviously not the deepest science person that exists. I like science-based things and I do enjoy those things. This podcast is obviously very more about entertainment and hearing just my opinion. So by no means do you want to take any of the advice I take, I give you as like advice you should take, right? Like Sal is, is, you know, personal trainer, has a license and I do not have a license in nutrition or fitness. So of course, you know, go see experts when you want expert advice. This, I am just reviewing, you know, these podcasts for entertainment purposes. So anyway, so they, so Sal brought up that he wanted to, that there are a lot of myths about diet and weight loss out there, but he wanted to bring up a few that are commonly thought of as true. And so he kind of wanted to break down those myths. So the first one was, it's only about calories, right? So that idea that a calorie is a calorie and it's, you know, calories in, calories out, that's how you lose weight and that's all there is to it. And I guess what, what they were talking about is yes, like the laws of thermodynamics or whatever, make it so that yes, you will lose weight if you're cutting back your calories. But, um, but the point was, is like when you are eating and when it comes to diet and weight loss, what goes beyond the calories is really, you know, how, how is what you're eating going to make you feel? How is it going to help you cognitively? How is it going to help you energy wise? How is it going to help you um, emotionally? You know, are you going to have a crash and be cranky? Or are you going to be more sustained because the calories that you ate, you know, say we're talking about 100 calories, you know, they kept bringing up, you know, 100 calories of Fruit Loops is definitely not the same as uh, 100 calories of egg, you know, like, like egg yolk or, you know, eggs or chicken. And so, um, you know, how, how are the calories you're consuming going to make you feel? And are you going to be able to sustain eating that way? And, you know, are you able to eat that way and connect with people? Right. So, so he, he talks about modifying behaviors to get to the lower calorie content while honoring important factors like that, like, you know, making sure that what you're consuming is going to be sustainable for you, that you're going to be satiated, right? If you're eating, and I totally agree with this, right? Like if you're eating, if, you know, it was like my, I had a friend that, that was doing Jenny Craig and I think it was, you know, it was Nutrisystem and the stuff she was choosing, you know, it was very high carb and it just, what I, what went through my head when I heard what she, all she was able to eat through the day is I'm like, she's going to be starving. You know, that those carbs are going to break down very quickly in her system. And the pro she's no protein to really hold her over. Cause obviously we know protein breaks down slower. So, and, and that's really what they were getting at is, you know, a hundred calories of eggs doesn't feel the same as a hundred calories of fruit loops and, and it can lead to bad moods. It can lead to, um, you know, how your body ingests things differently and so, so he's, Sal's point is like, this is much more nuanced, you know, do you want to just, you know, do you want to lose muscle or do you want to lose fat? He's like, there's a big difference between losing muscle and losing fat. You know, muscle obviously takes up less space. It weighs more for that space that it takes up, but you know, you're, you're, you're more toned, you're more tight. The, the way you look is different when you have a hundred, you know, a hundred pounds of muscle versus a hundred pounds of fat. And so, and he's like, it's not that you want to be fanatic about it. He's like, there are people that do get fanatical about it. And they kind of went off into this tangent of, you know, I mean, Sal does get to that 
kind of obsession because he's been you know been in personal training and um but he's he he it's they were really talking more about kind of like the bodybuilders and um and he was talking about how he's not that type like he's he's really interested he's obsessed in like learning science and and learning how you can utilize different things to enhance yourself he's like but i'm definitely not you know, as fanatical as like a bodybuilder. And he's like, there's a high, you know, there's a high percentage of eating disorders in the bodybuilding space. And, you know, it's interesting because I mean, working in a gym, like I used to, I definitely was around a lot of, um, a lot of trainers that would do shows. They would, and they would be so restrictive with their food. I mean, they would only be eating chicken and broccoli and sweet potatoes. Like that was their meal. And, uh, I had a friend that tried that she did do a show she did. It was kind of like the bikini kind of contest and, but she was miserable. I mean, I remember at one point she just broke down and stopped and got Wendy's and she was like eating fries and eating like the burger, like right in the middle of her plan. But she didn't, she didn't plan well when she'd be running around and doing things like she should have always had food with her, but you know, you have to be so restrictive when you're doing a show like that, that, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I understand how there can be a lot of eating disorders found in that world. And a lot of the trainers that I worked with were, you know, very overweight, um, you know, looked like they had a high percentage of body fat, uh, you know, before they became a trainer, before they got started getting into fitness. So, you know, and I think a lot of people that are in the fitness world, they do have that kind of like before story. Um, but definitely people can get obsessed. I was, when I lived in Massachusetts and was going out into this particular scene a lot, there were a lot of what we called juice heads. (laughs) And these were the guys that would do all the steroids and, you know, they'd be like these big, bulky shoulders and tr- and biceps and triceps and you know and and some of them weren't smart enough to also work out their lower body so they had these like little chicken legs with these huge upper bodies and you know and their skin would break out because it's terrible for your skin and I mean some of them had some major health complications because of all the steroids they did it's so stupid um but yeah I I definitely know that world and it's a, it's a it's an interesting world I actually also have a, a friend Karen who was also he's she was a female bodybuilder and she was like a true bodybuilder I mean she was very like like big I mean, she's big <clears throat> and she was just she was obsessed with food I mean I'm obsessed with food too but it was because she was constantly doing these really 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 restrictive diets to like cut and lean out and build and bulk and it was all over the map so I was just this conversation kind of brought me back to that but he you know Sal was like most people he's like not the bodybuilder types but most people want to be lean they want a more balanced life. You know, they don't want to live in an obsessed way. They want to feel healthy. They want to be mobile. They want to have energy. Uh, he's like, we get a lot of, you know, communication from that side that's extreme um, and the side that's really obsessed. He's like, but that's just not your everyday person. And um, he said, there's a belief that we are designed to want to eat everything in front of us. So this was kind of like another topic that they brought up. He's like, you know, some people think that, you know, that we don't, that, that we're like dogs, that we'll just eat everything that's in front of us. But he's like, we actually have built-in mechanisms that prevent us from doing that. He's like, we have something called palate fatigue, for example. So when you've been eating something for a while and you get sick of it and you just stop eating something, but, you know, if somebody brings ice cream, you know, you'll be like, ooh, that, that I'll eat that. And you're, you want to eat it again. Um, So he's like, there are mechanisms in our bodies that try to prevent us from overeating. You know, we have mechanisms in our brain that, that tell us when we are satiated. And he's like, you know, a lot of people just kind of eat through those signs and eat so fast that they aren't really able to listen to their body. He goes, but we do have these built-in mechanisms. And he was talking about kind of general body fat percentages. He said men, most men, like typical men, 
uh, will sit around, you know, that are in, that are in good shape, that are in, you know, work out regularly and take care of their health. He's like around 14 to 15% body fat. And he said that women fall between like the 22 to 25% range and that, and, and those are, you know, healthy and fit levels. And, you know, of course you have some people that go a little bit more, you know, stringent and are looking to go below those. He goes, but that takes a lot more dedication and and restriction and, you know, watching your macros even closer. And, and, you know, so Max was questioning like, what's up with this push for lower protein diets? He's like, it's literally the most satisfying micronutrient out there. And, So throughout this, I did notice that, and I've heard this before, I don't know who told me, but that Max is like a big fan of meat. Like he's, it's not that he doesn't, you know, respect vegans or vegetarians. He just, he is very, very pro meat. And him and Sal definitely are of like mind in that. And uh, so that becomes clear through the dialogue in some of these other uh, things that they talk about. So, so Sal talks about how if you eat a meal and start with protein, he's like, even he's like for that, for that meal and even for like an entire day, you will have better, more regulated blood sugar levels. He's like, I used to tell my clients to aim for 30 grams of protein in a meal first, and then you get to eat the rest. He's like, so, um, or so he, he's like, so, you know. People would be eating that seven, you know, that seven pounds of chicken. And he's like, was it seven pounds? No, seven ounces, seven pounds. That's a lot. Seven ounces of chicken and seven ounces of chicken is a lot too. But um, seven ounces of chicken is about 30 grams and so of protein. And so he's like, so, you know, if they do that and they follow that, that, that concept of eating, making sure to eat that protein first He's like, they always lost weight. And, and actually, um, I, I totally recognize that. I mean, that's what I did today. So I, today I had, I was going to be running around during the day and I had a speaking engagement at, it started at 2.15. And so at first I thought I was just going to eat and I'm, I'm not that hungry early in the day, but I do need to eat regularly and I definitely don't want to be hungry up on the stage. So I, what I did is I pre-made the salmon yesterday. And so I had a big piece of salmon with pesto early, like, like at eight in the morning for my breakfast. And then I had my protein shake, um, you know, my big thick one I eat with a spoon. And I mean, I ate that for a couple hours before I left. And so it worked like a charm. I was not hungry. I was totally satiated. My blood sugar was definitely much more regulated. So, um, so I, I do do this trick. I, I definitely know the importance of protein. I don't like the feeling of being hungry. I don't like it when my stomach starts growling and I just, I hate, and, and if I'm, if I'm hungry, this is why fasting doesn't work for me. If I get hungry, I, it's hard for me to concentrate. I'm just not someone that can deal with like the hunger pangs that well. So I like to keep my blood sugar regulated and I totally understand the importance of protein in that. Um, Max talked about this idea of entropy, which is basically this like idea of scaffolding that keeps you strong and robust. And it's, it's this idea of like, building muscle and, and creating like resistance. Let's see the actual scientific term of entropy, a thermodynamic quantity representing the unavailability of a system's thermal energy for conversion into mechanical work often interpreted. Jeez. I mean, often interpreted as the degree of disorder or randomness of the system. What is entropy in simple terms? Entropy loses is a measure of quality of energy. Okay. I mean, this is, this is why I, this podcast, I'm like, why did literally I look up the term and I'm still having trouble with it. So anyway, he threw out this term entropy. I wanted to look it up to try to break it down for you even more, but go listen to this podcast if you want to get Max's context because, uh, 
the way I took it in the context in the context he said it is thinking about the way that you're consuming nutrients and what will and how those nutrients will break down in your body and what will allow you to be satiated and and what will support good muscle tone because protein does build muscle and that's that's what I, I do think that that's along the lines of what he was saying um, because Max is very about preventative health he's about um, kind of like a biohacking type of type of approach where using science and using <clears throat> what we know about natural foods to help make us stronger and more resilient to disease and and just better like a, a more realized life I mean that's why the podcast is like the genius life like this idea there there are foods and what you consume can bring you better health better cognition can help you live longer can help you look younger and so that's why I do like him he's just uses all these fancy words I don't understand and I was an English major but yeah I so I do appreciate big words but when I'm trying to enjoy a podcast I'm like you're taught you're not speaking my language anyway that's not to say that you know it's not good quality content anyway let me keep going so that keeps you strong okay so so Sal then talked about how animal proteins this is where they go into their diatribe of like how animal proteins are king so animal proteins are full of minerals and nutrients everything that we need he's like liver is literally the um, mother nature's multivitamin you know so they're talking about all these like and and that was another episode I had listened to on Max's um, podcast was like some of the healthiest foods out there and a lot of them were uh, innards they were like you know liver and um kidneys and offal basically is is kind of the the culinary term but and I know that that stuff is good for you but there's I, I personally cannot eat it uh and so they you know they kind of went into this long tangent about you know how they they both support this idea of how animal protein is is of a quality that is very different than than you know, vegetarian protein and that, you know, getting in these amino acids and getting in. Now, they weren't saying that people that are vegetarian or vegan aren't get, aren't in, have, they don't have good nutrition. They just, these guys just are pro animal protein. They just are. And so, and, and they were bringing up kind of like conspiracy theories about how there's these, now big companies like um, Beyond Beyond Burger that are making these, you know, vegan foods, but at what cost and how there's all these like bad ingredients in some of those and how, it, I don't know, they had this like big conspiracy theory about like the, the vegan and vegetarian movement and how some of these companies are bad players, but they brought up how far, like far, the industry, the farming industry. And I'm like, the farming industry has tons of problems too. So anyway, um, they were like, there's a lot of money in dairy and beef and, you know, GMO. Apparently, I mean, that was a good point that GMO can be patented. And so, they, I don't know, they were talking about how like, you know, beef you can't patent, but you can patent this preparation of this Beyond Burger and make a ton of money. And so, look, I, I get what he's saying there, but anyway, I'm not going down a conspiracy theory route. So Sal then, he's like, oh, well, he, I mean, again, it's a good point. He just taught, he's kind of, you know, talking a little bit of conspiracy too, but just in general, talking about how the government, he's like, if you had followed what the government advised us for the past few decades, you'd be sick. He's like, eat margarine, eat skim milk. He's like, and apparently that causes, nutri- that's been proven to cause nutrients deficiency. That's, I mean, I used to drink skim milk. Um you know, don't eat egg yolks, you know. And, and so, again, I, and I, I do agree. I mean, I think, look, government, lobbying efforts, the dairy, and like all these industries definitely did lobby to get their foods higher on the food pyramid. And I, I definitely understand that there is conspiracy there to be found. But anyway, I don't know a lot about it, so I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. 
and I don't know, Max is like bugs are the next revolution. I mean, I have seen some documentaries where they're eating bugs for protein. I don't know whether Max is pro or against. So anywho, uh, then, okay. So then the next myth that they wanted to debunk was that the more I work out, the better. Uh, and that's, I mean, that's an obvious one, I think. Uh, you know, I think, well, Actually, may, no, I think that there are a lot of people that are afraid to take a day off when they get into this like weight loss mode. And and I, like Lauren Bostick just talked about it on her podcast the other day. She was saying how she gets into that mode where she's like, I don't even want to take a day off. I just like, I'm in the zone. I want to keep going. Um, but, you know, they talked about how too little and too much uh, is not good. And he's like, because if, you, if you're doing too much, you're putting way too much stress on your body. What you want to do is find just enough stress to make your body adapt. And uh, I mean, that's kind of what I did intuitively, I have to say. I was like, I don't want to, when I was training for the Marines, and I was like, I don't want to train this hard anymore. I just want to do like the bare minimum I need to do. And that way I keep getting sore when I push myself one day. So um, turns out that was actually, I was on the right path. Uh, he's like, you want to give yourself enough stress so that your body to make your body adapt so that your muscles grow and change at rest. He's like, a lot of people don't realize that your, your body changes and your muscles develop when you're resting. He goes, so two to three days a week for most people makes them look and feel the way they want to look and feel. He's like, and then, then they got into this very specific for most people, If you consume 0.6 to 0.8 grams of protein per pound of body weight, that's ideal. That's how much protein you should be consuming. He's like, when you get lower amounts, oh, and this is, I actually thought this was an interesting point. He said, when you're somebody, so that that whole thing I said about 0.6 to 0.8 grams of of protein per pound of body weight is ideal, that's for somebody that's eating a ton of protein and, um, and that's, you know, that's a, that's complicated math for me at least. But he, then he talked about how, and, and I, I'm sure I don't eat that much protein, but he's like, when you get lower amounts, so when people aren't hitting the 0.6 grams of protein per day, he said, that's when the type of protein matters. That's when it, your body will do better with animal protein over plant protein. He goes, but if you're somebody that is able to get that level of protein in 0.6 to 0.8 grams, he goes, that's when it doesn't matter if it's animal protein or plant protein. So I thought that was interesting. I learned, I did learn something there. Uh, I do find just in my own body, that I do stay fuller longer with animal protein than I do with plant-based protein. I feel like it's just easier for my body to break down. And Max just kind of talked about how, you know, ironically, vegans don't get enough protein. And Sal was talking about how a lot of his clients that are vegan or vegetarian, he goes, they use a lot of plant-based protein powders and that helps get the amount. He goes, and then also... You know, if you bring essential amino acid supplements into play, he goes, that can also really help. And he's like creatine, for example, he's like creatine also improves cognition. And, and so I kind of got interested in this creatine. Now, my ex-husband used to drink creatine and, um, you know, I, I just thought it was for bodybuilders. They were talking about how vegetarians should, should, should consume it. And Max was saying, you know, my go-to creatine is, uh, I guess monohydrate is a typical good quality creatine. And, and they talked about how that creatine was known when it first came on the market as a supplement that actually did something. And so your body, I did look up creatine because I was just curious to learn a little bit more about it. Your body does make creatine. So it is a naturally occurring substance in your body. And then a lot of bodybuilders and people that are athletes do also supplement with creatine. And so, um, and so he, and Sal actually talked about that most creatine is vegan sourced and he, and I kind of got sold on the way he was talking about it. Um, cause at first I was like, oh, I would never take creatine. But when he started talking about how it's good for mitochondria and how it's going to start being marketed as a longevity supplement, 
I, I kind of want to look into it a little bit more because I'm all about longevity and, you know, for example, the collagen that I take, I've seen tremendously positive results from regular use of that collagen. And I think it's continuing to build, uh, in my body. So I'm going to keep with that collagen. I'm now a little bit curious about what creatine could potentially do for me. Um, I'm going to research it a little bit more, but Max said that he takes a maintenance dose of five grams per day. And he, he said that there are ways that you can, you know, you know, there's methods out there where it teaches you to load with it at first. It's probably for the bodybuilders, but, um, but he doesn't, he doesn't want to do that. He's like, if I try to do that, he's like, it's like eating sand. And so Max was like, um, yeah, he's like the maintenance dose. You don't need more than that. He's like, it just, it takes a little bit longer for your body to get what it needs to start working at the capacity it should. He goes, but the five grams a day is perfect. And, and Sal's, apparently Sal's been taking it since he was 15 years old. So, um, and Max, now I did, when I did look up creatine, it said most of the studies have been on men. So I don't think that there are a lot of trials with women, which is interesting. Uh, Max asked about women. He's like, well, can women take it? And Sal's like, it's good for everyone. I mean, I don't know if he has research. I haven't seen, but I would like to see it. I'm sure he does. But um, he's like, it's good for everyone. He goes, people worry that you'll retain water. I actually did see that online too. He said, people worry that you'll retain water. He's like, but it's different from bloating. He's like, it's a very different look. He goes, what happens is your muscles do absorb and take in more water. He goes, so you may see one to two more pounds of muscle density because the, the muscles will have more water in them, but they'll also be more defined. So as, <laughs> the more he talked, I'm like, well, that's what a man would want to look, you know, I, and not, I mean, I, I think I look good with defined muscles, but like, I remember for whatever reason, I have like less fat on my upper body. And so when I used to do biceps a lot in this very, um, you know, like, uh, I used to do like heavier weights doing biceps and I got like Madonna biceps. I mean, I was like, okay, I need to calm down with these biceps. So I don't necessarily want big muscles. I mean, once I discovered Pilates, I'm like, okay, this is, I personally, for me, like that long lean look, um, toned, but not like, you know, bulky. And, and again, women do not gain muscle, super easy in general. So I'm not supporting this myth that women get bulky in the gym. I'm just saying, or from lifting weights, because usually you do lean out when you start lifting weights. I'm just saying specifically my biceps got bigger, um, too big and whatever. Anyway, we move on. The next myth that they covered was, um, that you have to fast for weight loss. And Sal was like, yeah, uh, back in the day, we used to call it not eating. <laughs> he goes, when I was a trainer, he goes, he goes, really? He goes, in my opinion, he goes, the benefits that come from fasting, he goes, are, is like detaching from this earthly thing of like having to eat all the time or having, you know, if you're, if you've, you know, formed these bad habits that you, you need to break that attachment to. He said he doesn't recommend it for weight loss. He goes, for people that are trying to use it for weight loss, he goes, it creates, it can create a a dangerous relationship with food. He said in some people, and especially women, it can cause stress. He said, but if you're fasting um, to detach from a bad habit, he goes, it can be great for you. He said, you know, it can help people that are, you know, boredom eaters that just need that set rule. Uh, You know, he said, uh, it's great for... Oh, but he, he again reiterated that it can create disordered eating in people that are trying to lose weight. He goes, actually, he goes, you know what the, one of the best ways, uh, what the best ways to lose weight is therapy. He goes, when people are actually working on what causes them to overeat and, and when people are working on their relationship with food, he goes, so therapy is great for people that are trying to change eating behaviors and habits. Um, and so Max kind of went off on this tangent of, you know, how he's trying to increase his protein intake. And he talked about the snack that he eats, which is fat-free Greek yogurt, uh, a scoop of whey protein at night, uh, frozen blueberries, bee pollen, and hemp seeds. And Sal's like, that's really good. And, and he's like, and, and Max was talking about like why he likes it. He's like, it's low sugar. It's low fat. He goes, I choose the fat-free Greek yogurt. He goes, I know there's a lot of different theories on fat intake. He goes, but I find, I don't try to incorporate more fat into my diet. Um, 
he's like, you really don't need that much fat. And, and Sal talked about how, now I, for me personally, I disagree with that. I personally need a lot of fat in my diet. Um, it helps hold me over. It helps my skin. Uh, so I use a lot of avocado. I use a lot of olive oil and, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a fan of fat and Sal, uh, Sal, Sal is too. He, he's like, I eat a lot of olive oil. He's like, it's wrong to demonize it. He's like, it's essential. And, and you know, it's, it's more about eating whole foods, eating with balance, choosing natural things. He's like, you know, some of my clients are better with high carb, low protein. Some of my clients are better with high protein, low carb. He goes, everybody's a little bit different. <clears throat> I'm personally high carb. I, I, I'm higher carb, lower protein for sure. Um, I definitely know protein's important, but I I don't have my source of a lot of carbs. I'm just, I'm, my body, I'm, I mentally cannot handle it. And so Sal mentioned that 150 grams for his clients is low carb. He goes, now keto, he goes, if you're trying to do keto, that's under 30 grams. And, um, and Max is like, yeah, I eat carbs. He's like, you know, I'll have a, a you know, a piece of a sweet potato or, you know, I'll eat whole fruit. He's like, you know, nothing major, but it's not zero. He's like, I'm not trying to eat zero carbs or zero sugar. He's like, I try not to eat a lot of head, uh, added fats. Um, he's like, I, I do sometimes eat fattier cuts of meat occasionally. See, I could never be in a relationship with anybody like Max. <laughs> I would need, you know, I like a, somebody I can eat whatever the hell I want to. And he'd be somebody that judged you. Um, Although my, my ex-husband, I mean, he definitely had, he was not like obsessed with food like I am. I mean, like I told you, he, he would just eat his chicken, rice, and vegetables every single day, even on the weekends. Like that was, food was never his thing. He was definitely more of a drinker. Um, so like on the weekends, he would go get like his million cases of beer and I'd go get like a million delicious snacks. Uh, so, you know, but he didn't judge me. He, he let me do my thing. I let him do his thing. I mean, who knows if Max would be judgmental. I'm just, I'm just, that's, that's my impression. Uh, anyway, so Sal was like, he was curious, you know, cause you know, he's curious. Like, I'm like, some of these people, I'm like, do you ever just loot, like have anything delicious, like indulgent? And so Max was like, well, when you do go processed, you know, how does it affect you? And, and Max is like, my digestion definitely. He's like, I'll definitely see my body react with the way I'm digesting the food. And and Sal was kind of talking about how what he notices is when he's eating those processed chips or that processed candy. He's like, I definitely notice that I'm eating it much faster. I'm eating mindlessly and I'm like ready for the next bite than than more than what's in my hand. He's like, it's like a drug. He goes, I just don't want to stop. I like that Sal talked about that because, you know, you want somebody that's the super science personal trainer guy that helps people lose weight and get in better shape. Like he's human just like the rest of us. He he loves processed food just like just like the rest of us. He and he gets a little out of control too if if he lets himself. Um, you know, it it is. And this is why again, the way they're making food today, it is chemically addictive to us. And so that's why we have to maintain constant vigilance. Anyway, so Max is like, I tried this keto dairy-free cho- – oh, <laughs> here he goes into this. This is how Max treats himself. He goes, I, I tried this keto dairy-free chocolate. He's like, it was amazing. He's like, I, he's like, I was just wanted to drown myself in it. He's like, it's, it's weird to not want to overeat them. He's like, our biology is made to want to keep eating. So, so it sounds like he doesn't ever go off. He's always – I mean, even when he's supposedly indulging, then has trouble with – uh, eating too much. It's keto dairy-free chocolate. Mm. And so Sal's like, you know, I tell my clients, just don't keep it in the house. He's like, go out and buy whatever you want and eat it. He goes, but just don't bring extra into the house. He's like, why tempt yourself? And I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's what I try to do too. I mean, so my house right now is pretty cleaned out. I did end up having a couple little tiny bites of that cookie dough that I told you guys, that healthy cookie dough I said I made and uh, was not eating it. Well, once you go, 
once you go back to total whole foods, that cookie dough tasted pretty damn delicious. <clears throat> I didn't have a lot of it. I just kind of picked out some of the um, chocolate chips out of it. So it was not perfect, but little, little, little things like that. But yeah, I mean, if, if there was, I mean, I was looking for something delicious. Luckily, Chad, my boyfriend hid the Halloween candy. He mistakenly brought into the house, but he's kept it hidden from me. So, and I didn't go tearing the house down to find it. So good on me. And I totally agree with this. Like, you know, if, if you want to stay eating really nutritionally and you're someone like me and Sal, apparently who has trouble you know, not over consuming the processed foods, just, you know, try to keep it out of your house if you don't want to eat like that. And, and Max is like, I like the mini packages. He's like, you know, I'll have a 120 calorie bag of ice cream or bag of chips. He's like, but I'm not going to eat, let myself eat two bags of chips. <laughs> So I started laughing when, when he said that, cause I'm like, I'll be on like my 20th little bag that I've opened. And of course it doesn't look good when you're like looking at all the, the, the litter of this pile of bags around you. But again, like, you know, my friend KK had us over to watch movies the other day and, you know, I'm, I'm going and I'm, you know, I'm in my junk food craze and I'm looking at the grocery store and I found these these tw- like eight, I think 18 to 20 bags of different assorted chips. You know, there was like Doritos and there was like goldfish and onion rings and, you know, who knows, like all these different salt and vinegar and, you know, Cheetos. And so, you know, I got that because I'm like, oh, I can have this taste and then I can have this taste and then I can have this taste and then I can have this taste. And I, then I did that with like, then they had these multi-packs of cookies and I'm like oh perfect and I have this taste and then that sweet taste and yeah that's that's how we go down the rabbit hole um so yeah so Max apparently is able to maintain control by having the prepackaged bags now I wish I was that person that could stop at that would work with me it's just it's not me so sounds like yeah that works for you great um He's like, you know, some people do it with their own Tupperware. He's like, they'll go, you know, big, get a big thing at Costco or whatever and bring it home and, you know, break it into Tupperware. And then, you know, there's your portion. Um, so then Max was like, yeah, well, what else bothers you about the space? And, uh, and Sal was like, people who look good, but they're obsessive. They hype motivation depending, and depending on that excitement, you'll fail. He's like, he, he's, he believes in building good, consistent habits that work for you. And, and then he brought up this last myth. I mean, this is the last one I heard him, even though he said he was going to do seven. He, this is the fourth one that I, that I recognize as being one of the myths, the weight loss myth. And so he told this story of this guy, Adam, who, and they did a contest about who can drop the most body fat in 30 days. And it was like, so he, so Sal had run this contest. It was for all of his trainers. There was a ton of trainers that entered this contest and they ended up using this water tank, uh, underwater, a way to measure their fat, which is the most accurate. And I know about this from my days at Equinox. There was this company that we would contract with that would have this water tank dunking thing where you could like, if people wanted to pay for it, they could it's again, it's the way that you can most accurately measure your, your body fat. And, you know, when I got my body fat tested, I think it was at like, this is years and years and this is like 20 years ago. No, not 20 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. They use the calipers. I think I was like, I want to say, I can't remember if it was 22 or 25%, but it, it was somewhere in that range. Um, and so, but that's not as accurate as doing this underwater plunge thing. So they used, so what they did find though, is that a lot of trainers lost weight, but their body fat percentage went up. And so, so the, I, the question is, is like, how do you preserve muscle? Um, and so I don't know, they didn't really define what the weight loss myth was. I guess it's that that you can, like, even if you are losing weight, that you, you can increase your body fat. And so that you're not just losing fat. Maybe that's what the weight loss myth is that, that when you lose weight, you're not just losing fat. I don't know. But anyway, they, they went on and that was what they were talking about was how do you preserve muscle while you're losing weight? 
and um and he he was like is it is it by making sure that your calorie deficit isn't too extreme and sal was like that is one way he's like i don't like it when people go below 1500 calories to lose weight because it's just not sustainable for women anyway um he said strength training in high amounts uh and high amounts of protein so strength training high amounts of protein and not cutting calories to such a low amount is what can help you retain muscle while you're losing weight and you know max talked about how i'm in the camp of that calories aren't all that matter you know a calorie isn't just a calorie it's a unit of measurement but how and you know our metabolism adapts hour by hour that's what they said in the first myth um they, then they talked about difference in food size and how food is is very different in portion sizes today. You know, food is like, you know, grown now to be massive. He's like, you should see the, you know, people should weigh. They're, they're like, they need to weigh their, he's like, it's a, what people think, he's like, because he was talking about the fit apps and how you can like plug things in and get the calorie, uh, the, the amount of calories you're consuming. He goes, but a, a medium banana in a fit app is not truly a medium banana. He goes, bananas are massive right now. And especially if they're not organic. Um, and they just talked about how, you know, Max weighs everything. He's like, everybody should own a food scale. And again, they live in this world of extreme focus on health and nutrition. And so of course, Max is going to, you know, recommend that anybody in his world now, I, I know a lot of people that don't own food scales. I mean, I, I do think it's a good idea in general because if if you are cooking, you should know. And I mean, look, I I learned because I was in the weight loss industry. So, you know, six grams of protein, four grams of protein. I do know those things a little bit better than, say, the average person. So, again, macro counting macros is not natural to me. I would have to work at that a lot harder and, you know, for people that aren't super interested in it, it's, you know, I, I get what they're saying. I, I do get their points. But, you know, Sal, Sal definitely speaks, you know, Max is definitely like extreme. Sal is more realistic because he works with clients every day and he has to recognize people's, you know, normalized habits that you have to work with because you want to create habits in your life that are sustainable, and I like what he he made this he he talked about this um you want to go from conscious incompetence to conscious competence to unconscious competence in terms of how you're living your life what you're choosing and so I I it took me a second to like really understand what he was saying it's like conscious incompetence where you have no idea what you're doing then to conscious competence where oh, you're aware, but it's work. It's like, you ha- like you're like you conscious you need to do these things and you're doing them because you know it's right to unconscious competence where this is just second nature to you now because you've been doing it so for so long and you've, been, you've cre- truly created a habit here. So I like that. I, I do think that that's the goal of, of where people, when, when they're talking about understanding portions, understanding how many calories they're consuming, it's learning these tricks and tips and, and, and portions so that it becomes part of your lifestyle and that, and you, and when you lose the weight, it, it stays. Um, and then I don't know that then they went off on this other talking about, I mean, this is the next thing I wrote down again. I'm focusing on the areas that I kind of started zoning out as, as it got later in it. But of course, when the topic of butter came up, I tuned right back in. Max, of course, thinks butter is, in, in, is indulgent. Um, he doesn't eat it that often because of how it breaks down in the body. Um, he started talking about this very complicated mi- milk fat globulin membrane. And I don't even know what he was saying with this. But he was talking in one vein that dairy was good and another vein butter was bad and I'm going to continue to eat my butter. That's all I, that's all I know. I love butter. Um, Sal said he eats almost a dozen eggs a day. It's interesting to me that eggs are considered dairy instead of a, a source of protein. I've always thought of eggs as, as not dairy, you know, but it is interesting how it's considered dairy. Uh, but he's like, I eat almost a dozen eggs a day and my cholesterol levels are perfect. Uh, 
and they talked about they, they just kind of start talking about different things that they do and different things that work for their body and max was talking about how you know the idea of ingesting coffee on an empty stomach versus ingesting coffee uh when there's fat involved and sal talked about that he likes to modulate the way he feels through his caffeine intake with adding thionine to it. Apparently thionine is this other, um, you know, thionine. Let's see. What is thionine? Thiamine. It's, um, you know, he says it, it, when he adds it to his coffee, it makes it more euphoric. And he takes 200 milligrams with about a 200 milligram caffeine intake and so this is what sal was getting to earlier about how he you know does uses different substances to increase his cognition or or help the way he's feeling increases energy so anyway overall you know they talked about how our society is more educated i mean i think through social media, we are becoming more educated uh, with nutrition, with overall health, you know, definitely helping to bust big diet. I think through the body positivity movement, through, you know, and there's, you know, there's other podcasts like this that are just trying to normalize eating and, you know, and, but also wanting to maintain healthy weight. So I, I think, I think that there are more people talking about, you know, again, at least what works for them. There's there's always going to be a big diet industry. People are always going to want to lose weight. There's absolutely a place for in our society for people that want to lose weight for health. And so, um, you know, so I, I and again, we talk about how, you know, live your life, have balance. I mean, that's that's what I'm all about. I think I think why it's taken me so long to get through one of Max's podcasts and to do a review is he's, he's a little bit on the extreme side. He's like on the extreme clean living biohack. What I like to do is, cause I'm just never going to be that extreme. I like to take little tidbits out of these podcasts, like the creatine thing. Like that's just something I'm going to look into a little bit more, research a little bit more. I mean, the reality is the way Max lives his life would never work for me. I'm just not that person that can live that restricted. I need indulgence. I need, um, you know, I probably drink a lot more and use more substances than him. So, uh, but you know, I think to each his own and uh, I certainly respect people that live that ultra clean, ultra sober lifestyle. Um, that's not me, but uh, to each his own. And and I think that's really where we need to get to in this society is, right? What's what's works for you is what you need to do, whether it's marriage and love or your own personal medicine, right? We all have these complicated genetic profiles. We all need personalized medicine. It's not one size fits all. Um, and same goes with nutrition and fitness and all of these things where you got to find what's right for you. So I am happy that I finally lived up to my promise. That I've been telling you guys that I'm going to do this Max Lugavere, uh, podcast review. So, uh, the genius life, go check it out, go follow him on Instagram. Um, he's constantly putting out, you know, different science-based evidence trials and and giving his strong opinion on them. And I I respect that. I I have strong opinions. I I share my strong opinions on his Instagram page. So, uh, you know, I'm not always right. I never said I was. But, you know, that's why we live in this, this interesting world where we can now all share our opinions and build our own audience that cares about what we're all saying. You know, I'm sure his audience is very, very, you know, they really are into that biohacking world and wanting to live their best lives with the the highest level of nutrition and using food as medicine. And so, so I may do another, another topic. Like he does have some really interesting topics sometimes. And, and again, I'm always looking for those little hacks that will actually fit into my lifestyle. So, um, collagen was one of them. 
you know, and, and look, one of the things that he talked about on this podcast, like the eating animal protein, when you're eating less protein in a diet, like getting good quality animal protein is important. So, you know, I felt, so after, you know, starting my day with salmon today, I kind of thought about that podcast. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So anywho, uh, I will be doing another review of diet starts tomorrow soon. I wanted to do that other, um, Alicia McCarvel episode that they did. And then I will have more great content coming. Uh, if you don't already follow me on Instagram, please follow me at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. Uh, please leave a review and rate, review, and subscribe. So just wherever you listen to podcasts, scroll down to the bottom, leave some stars, leave a comment. And until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced week.